0: Welcome to this edition of Law Radio. I'm Kate Galloway. Today Melissa Caston is chatting with Professor Paula Gerber from Monash University. Paula's also the president of Kaleidoscope. They'll be talking about marriage equality in Australia and whether or not Australia needs a plebiscite. Over to you, Melissa. Paula, can you tell us what is the issue with same-sex marriage in Australia and why do we need to
1: have a plebiscite? Well, one of the first things is we don't call it same-sex marriage. We call it marriage equality because we don't file same-sex tax returns. We don't go to, you know, same-sex uh, universities. It's it's the same thing whether it's heterosexual or homosexual marriage. It is just marriage. So we were talking about marriage equality so that... All couples regardless of their gender are free to marry the person they love so that's the first thing second thing what's what's the issue with marriage equality really there shouldn't be one we are becoming uh, rapidly um, a bit of a pariah in the Western world we're one of the only Western countries who have not yet uh, legalized it for same-sex couples to marry and the, the breadth of countries that have achieved marriage equality is quite staggering from uh, countries on the African continent uh, in South Africa, uh, highly religious countries like Spain, um, the United Kingdom, South American countries, obviously Canada and the U.S., And they've all achieved it by different pathways. So some has been through litigation, such as in America, where the US Supreme Court said it violates their constitution to not allow same-sex couples to marry. Um, We obviously don't have that pathway open to us in Australia because we don't have a Bill of Rights. Mm. So um, that leaves... uh, some of the other pathways, Ireland had a referendum on it, and maybe that's what gave Tony Abbott the idea that we should have a plebiscite.
0: So Paula, why did Ireland have a referendum on marriage equality?
1: They had to, because they had to amend their constitution, and same as Australia, if we have to amend our constitution, we must have a referendum to do that. So do we need to amend our constitution to recognise marriage equality? Not at all. You might recall that uh, a couple of years ago, Canberra, the ACT, uh, enacted legislation for uh, marriage equality and that was challenged very promptly in the High Court and the High Court found that Uh, the ACT government didn't have the the power to legislate for marriage equality but uh, very helpfully in that same judgment they said the federal government does so we've already got a, a high court decision that says the federal government has the power to legislate for marriage equality without having to amend the constitution
0: so why are we talking about having a plebiscite now
1: it's basically for political reasons rather than because it's it's legally required. It's it's simply a delay tactic. Uh, it was something that Tony Abbott proposed when he was Prime Minister to try and keep everyone at bay for a bit longer. I think everyone now sees it as inevitable and it's just a question of how long can we put it off for. So
0: why, are there, why do people say there are difficulties in having a plebiscite? Isn't it fair enough to give... Everybody a chance to have a say in this issue?
1: Well, the Marriage Act used to be gender neutral. Right. And then. John Howard got very concerned that uh, some Australian couples had gone to Canada and got married and that they were going to come back to Australia and ask for their weddings to be recognised in Australia. So he very quickly, in 2004, amended the Marriage Act to say marriage is only between a man and a woman. Right. He didn't have a plebiscite to do that. He right. amended the Marriage Act because he could do that and Parliament agreed to it. In exactly the same way, the Marriage Act could be amended now to say marriages between two people, regardless of their gender. Right. So it is a simple um, act of passing, amending legislation is all we need to do. We don't, as a general rule, go to the public and say, we want you to vote on whether minorities should enjoy particular rights. We don't say you should vote on whether disabled people should be able to marry. We don't say you should vote on whether Indigenous people should be able to get a driver's licence. The fact of our democracy, is that we elect our parliamentarians to make decisions that are in the best interest and for the benefit of of all of society. So there is no legal need for it. Um, And I think, you know, the reason that the LGBTI community, the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender and intersex community, is so against a plebiscite is because it is likely to be incredibly divisive. Is that what happened in Ireland? It did happen in Ireland, and uh, there were recently some uh, people out here in Australia from Ireland who had been involved in that campaign, and they said if they had had the opportunity of achieving marriage equality without going for a referendum, that definitely would have been the the preferred option. And, you know, it's not a a baseless fear. We... uh, You might recall the uh, launch of the Gaby Baby uh, Uh, documentary film in New South Wales Um, and there were proposals that it be uh, played in the school that the producer of the documentary had gone to and the Department of Education or the Education Minister banned that very different scenario in Victoria where Daniel Andrews took his children along to see the see the documentary But the vitriol that came out in the newspapers around that about how you know children with same-sex parents if they ever think you know that's a normal family they've got another thing coming Mm. um it was just very nasty very toxic sort of debate and um unfortunately um There are members of our community that uh, think that, you know, personal attacks against the LGBTI community um, is an acceptable way of um, having a debate. Uh, And in fact, the Australian Christian Lobby, the ACL, has lobbied for the government to... uh, make a a ruling that the um, anti-discrimination laws don't apply into the debates around the plebiscite so that they can uh, discriminate and vilify LGBTI people without any fear of their repercussions for what they're saying.
0: Do you think Australian people want to have a plebiscite on this issue?
1: Um, Well, there's two different questions here. So the the, uh, opinion polls overwhelmingly show that the vast majority of Australians want marriage equality it's always every opinion poll comes out around the 70 percent mark uh, want marriage equality and if you break that down into age groups um, it's much higher percentage in the younger population and sort of the over 65s who are against marriage equality fairly understandable do Australians want a plebiscite that's where it becomes um, a, a bit more murky if you like because there are different studies that show different outcomes a study that um, asked people are you in favor of a marriage plebiscite found that the majority were not um, but that uh, number changed even further against a marriage quality when it was put to them that uh, the outcome of the plebiscite is not binding on Parliament. Mm. So we could go to all this trouble and all this expense for a plebiscite that says, yes, we want marriage quality, And then the Corey Bernardis and, and uh, the Christopher Pines and all the others could then go and say, no, 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 we're not going to be bound by this. Um, and the numbers went even further against a, a, a plebiscite when the cost of it was brought up to the people. So Price, Waterhouse, Coopers have done a costing that comes over, I think $530 million as the cost of running this plebiscite. And everyone thinks, wow, what that could achieve in healthcare or in schools, that sort of money versus uh, an unnecessary plebiscite. um, It it gets people even further opposed to a plebiscite. There has been one study that says that 70% of people uh, support having a a plebiscite. the methodology of that study, I think, is, is very problematic. Um, it asked people uh, eight different topics on which they had to say whether they thought the people should decide or parliament should mm. decide. And those mix of topics included things like uh, constitutional recognition of Australia's first people, where mm. we do need to have a referendum because mm. it is amending the constitution, with marriage equality and with uh, euthanasia mm. um, and with whether we should have three tiers of government, mm. federal, state and local government. Mm. So
0: so you're saying there was a blend between actual constitutional questions that need a referendum and social issues that could or could not require a plebiscite to get public
1: opinion. Absolutely. And, you know, the the wording of the question was such, it didn't mention plebiscite, it just said, should the people decide or should Parliament decide? And that's like asking a kid, you know, should you decide whether you get to watch TV or should your parents decide? Mm. I mean, Mm. you're always going to say, I should decide. Don't take away my power to make that decision. So, Paula, do you think that the recent Australian
0: election is going to have any impact or create any difference in the proposal for this plebiscite, which which up until the election seemed to be a a certainty?
1: Um, I suspect it is still a certainty. I think uh, the loss of seats to the Coalition and the National Party's increase in the number of seats means that the, uh, the conservative element of the, of the Liberal National Party has been emboldened by the election result and they're going to be putting further pressure on Malcolm Turnbull to uh, not have marriage equality through, through Parliament but to have it through a plebiscite. Whether they can get the legislation through that they need to for the plebiscite is another question to be uh to be considered and i don't have a view on that um and then of course you've got all the nuances of the plebiscite so does does the government fund a yes and no campaign as they do in a referendum do you have restrictions on uh, where the funding can come for the debate so is it okay for example if the uh all the fundamentalist christians in america if they want to do fundraising campaigns and send money over to the australian christian lobby to run their no campaign is that acceptable Um, so there's a lot of uh, detail that has to be worked out and and including you know what is going to be the impact of the plebiscite are uh, individual politicians still going to have a conscience vote and potentially therefore uh, not pass marriage equality notwithstanding that uh, the majority of Australians in the plebiscite have said that this is what they want
0: well, it it really is a fascinating intersection between legal problems, social problems and political problems and it'd be very interesting to follow how this unfolds in the near future.
1: Yes, ab- absolutely. I mean I'm I'm um... I can't say I'm looking forward to seeing how it unfolds because I do think it's an unnecessary waste of time and money and potentially very harmful, particularly for LGBTI youth, who we know have higher rates of mental health issues and and suicide because, not because they're gay, but because of how society reacts to them Mm. being gay. And this Mm. is just, you know, all the the negative campaigning against marriage equality that they're going to see played out in the media, you know, every day for God knows how long... Mm potentially it's really going to damage their, their self-esteem and their mental health.
0: And I can see there also might be issues for the kids of people who are in same-sex marriages or same-sex relationships that would be marriages... Um, when they see their parents being talked about in a very disparaging way,
1: exactly, and being told that they're not normal and their family's is not normal, um, so yes, I mean, one of my areas of, of specialisation is children's rights, and if you look at this issue through the lens of the Convention on the Rights of the Child, then there really is no other answer than to say we should not have a plebiscite because the the people who will uh, suffer through all of this are the the youth who might be uh, you know LGBTI and and the children of in families of same-sex parents.
0: Thank you very much, Paula. My pleasure. Thanks, Melissa, and thanks also to Professor Paula Gerber from Monash University and from Kaleidoscope. You've been listening to Law Radio. You can find us online at lawradio.net. You can follow us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. See you next time.